Hi, I'm Jane. I'm Hugh. And you're listening to That'll Teach You. Jane, how's your classroom? It's coming together. So I moved classrooms this year. And unfortunately, when I packed up my old classroom, I just threw everything into random boxes. I think you helped me move some of the boxes at some point. And I'm sure there was just like random folders and random teddies, plants, plants. rugs, carpets, <laughs> jigsaws. Actually, yeah. Clothes. Telling all my secrets now. So yeah, so when I, I I tried to unpack some of the boxes at the start of summer, maybe in that first couple of days, mm. but then I just stopped. So I have been going into school for the last couple of weeks, just every now and then, you know, an, an hour or two here. I finally unpacked all the boxes, which took, I want to say it took about 25 hours. Can I ask, right, I've stayed in the same classroom for the last couple of years, which is, for anybody who's just starting teaching, staying in the same classroom is amazing. It's so great to not have to move anything, you know, to just leave things where they are. But what I was going to ask you was, did you manage to get rid of a lot of stuff? Yeah, I did. And even when I unpacked the boxes, I actually did um, I did downsize with a lot of my resources. I had to really, you have to be ruthless though. You have yeah. to look at things saying, you know, will I use this again? So I did, I did get rid of a lot of things and I have unpacked everything. And now I've started putting up my displays. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's coming there or it's getting there. And I am, I'm not going to go in again until our in-service days is yeah. my hope. But I have said that a couple of times. And today, and I went in. today we are going to talk about setting up your classroom, I guess, going, getting ready to go back to school. Displays are an interesting one. Do you yeah. put many displays up before you go back? And what do you put up? You know, so I have in the past, the last two years, I've moved classrooms every year I've been teaching. Um, and the last two years, I have put up some Irish displays, um, like even just, well, like I would put up the months of the year, yeah. um, you know, counting people, um, some expressions. But this year I've decided, so I put up my backing paper and I've put up my titles. So I've decided what displays, I'm going to have an, um, a maths one and an Irish one. And then I'm going to have, um, because I'm in senior classes, like ordinarily I'd have a wow work wall. But this year I've decided to have a work we're proud of wall. Okay. And I'm going to make sure that each child has something up on that wall. Which will take a while, and I've done it before. It, it will take a while to get to that point. But yeah, I'm not going to put anything else up. I'm yeah. literally going to. I'm going to start with a with a blank slate because you don't actually you don't use no. these <laughs> And I do think for anyone going into senior classes, like get the kids to, to make them. You yeah. know, even if you, if you want a month of the year one, Oscoelga, or if you want Frosio Sojic or something like that, get the kids to make them because they're learning while they're making them, and it's also you know a bit of independence. It is a great thing about te- I've taught sixth now. This is my third year teaching sixth. And whether they ask you for something or your principal asks you for something, you can just be like, yeah, kids will do it, you know? Yeah, But I think it's, it's, that's part of what teaching the senior class is about. You know, it's a bit of independence, a bit of initiative, figure something out for themselves, so. But then you think of the, the teachers in the junior classes, like oh, obviously no. they have, a, well, first, first of all, they would have, well, maybe, I presume that they would have a lot more to set up prior to coming in. Mm. And even if they did take the Jane approach and not had anything up on the walls, you, you, t- you take for granted. So I, I had fourth class, then fifth class, and now I'm going to have sixth class. You take for granted that you can get the children to do all your cutting oh, and laminating yeah. Yeah. And, and make make their displays and make their, their things for the walls. You say um, that. Some of them are very bad at cutting. Even the older ones. Like, yeah. how have you got this far in life? How can you not cut? But you got to play to their strengths, you know, and also teach them to cut them at some point. (laughs) 
maybe that comes back to the juniors, to the junior teachers. Guys, teach the children how to cut with yeah, the scissors. <laughs> yeah, make our lives even easier, yeah. you know? It's so nice that you teach them how to read, uh, how to write, how to count, how to draw. By the time they come to us, yeah. But that's so unfair because to be a senior to senior teacher, it is difficult in mm. other ways. Yeah. So it's not that we have our easy um, no, <laughs> life no, in I any... No, I wouldn't say that. It's yeah. very different. And when I first... I remember when I was, was training... I did a placement in senior infants and I loved it. I absolutely adored being in there. And I remember saying, I teach senior infants the rest of my life after that. And then I went into sixth class and I was like, oh. It's a different job. You can read. You oh, know? God. <laughs> you can do that. I mean, it's funny because actually um, there was a teacher who uh, was teaching an infants class and she had her computer linked to the projector on the wall um, and emails were up on it. Yeah. And an older student, very thoughtfully and politely just said oh just so you know your emails are up on the screen and the teacher was like the junior infants they can't read <laughs> they can't read my emails you know how's your classroom uh, looking i have this thing every august though where i go into school and i feel i should be doing more you know but i have put my desks where they're meant to be i've actually arranged where people are sitting that's impressive i've put up coat hook tags um, there's nothing on the walls, but yeah, I think I'm going to just put a title up for, for a maths one and a, an English one or an Irish one, and then I'll, I'll just let them go. I mean, I put up a display, a display board last year for, which was entitled poetry. Mm. I think one poem went up all year, you know, so yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're not, you know, you're, you're not able to cash the checks that you wrote <laughs> back in August. Bad. Um, it was a great poem. Oh, oh my God. It was but maybe it was so poem. good that you just needed the one. Like maybe you didn't need anything it. else. And that's a poem I'll be keeping, you know. But then it's interesting because kids give you art during the year to put on the yeah. walls as well. And I always have a thing at the end of the year. Broadly speaking, I think the art on your walls. And sorry, I don't mean the art they do during your art lessons no, with no, them. No. I mean like art gifts. they give to you. Yeah. And above my desk. And broadly speaking, I think that is for stuff that your current class makes you. But a couple of pieces mm. are so good that they stay up there, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Well, well I, when I moved down from, um, from my other classroom, I was ruthless. I did get rid of a lot of art, but I kept a lot of art. Like, a lot mm. of the really good art. Like, I can throw that away. And that's gone up. And you know what? The way I see it is, you know, this is a, a piece of art that a child did with pride. And... I think, you know, as a teacher, you do receive it with pride, too, mm. as well. I'm not getting rid of it. And I've actually framed a lot of it, too. <laughs> you receive it with tears, as well. That's yes, true. I do cry when, when, especially when children from other classes give you art. That's always mm. good. Like, a lovely that's banana, a, nice uh, a banana that's speaking that a, a second-class child gave me last year. And I have to say, that's going to be coming to all my classrooms. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very cute. <laughs> but no, I suppose, yeah, we're looking today at generally preparing for back to school. And what can you do? for preparing to go back to school because there is that bit where you've got a couple of weeks to go and I find as someone who's not good at preparing and planning I find I feel I should be going in but then I go in and just chat to people or go home it's and, especially you know. it's a dangerous few days before your in-service days because you think you're going to go in and do work mm. and most of the other staff members are in those days and you just go around and chat the whole time yeah, yeah. Like you just chat you, you haven't you seen just people up. in a couple of months and then all you know? of a sudden you're in for six hours and you haven't done one thing for your classroom yeah, but it is a great day though that's me all over that's me all over <laughs> oh you're a serial chatter i suppose i as i say i really have very little to do because i'm staying in the same school in the same classroom teaching the same age group lots of people are moving classrooms lots of people are moving school mm. and that's a lot 
Yeah, I'm sure it is a lot. And, you know, I think when we think back to, um, well, the school that we're currently in is the first school that we both um, took on. And it is a very, it's a very intimidating situation to go into a new school. So I suppose for people who are listening who are, and there's a lot of people who have just finished um, their years in college. So yeah, I suppose just like what, what, what advice would we give to people who are starting a new school? And even just like the preparation you can do mentally, because oh, I don't know, for me, like even like the social aspect of it and mm. um, going in and meeting a whole new staff. So I suppose, is there anything that you can think that um, you would say for people who are starting a new school? Well done on getting a job. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you had to go through an interview. So you've already done that side of things. Yeah, I mean, I think, and again, we'll probably talk about in a future episode how people come to teaching, because I... I'm a, I'm a former criminal barrister who then worked with sick children and then became a teacher. So I took a very odd route into it. And I only started teaching at 33 as well, or started my first full-time job as a teacher. So I don't know. I think by that stage, I probably wasn't as anxious as I would have been if I was 22 or 23. But I think, look, the other thing, what I think is nice about teaching, and I found this when I was on my placement and I had an inspector in, like everyone's been through it. Everyone who's teaching has been through that before. And so like if you're on, if you're, you know, if you have your inspection, all the other teachers will tell you stories of yeah. their nightmare inspections or their great inspections or things like that. So so everyone's been there before and people know that. Like people don't expect you to come in and and know everything straight away. And like, you know, you find the, you find the staff who you, hopefully you get on with all of them, but you find the staff who you'll really be able to connect with and go to advice. And certainly, I mean, when I started actually, um, there were two of us starting in the school together and we were in classrooms next door to each other. And the number of times we just ran into each other's classroom and were like, <laughs> can I do this? Is this how you do something? Um, but I think the amazing thing, I think the best thing about starting off, and particularly as a, as a newly qualified teacher, is you got your own class, you know? Mm. You like, which is scary in one way, but it's also great. It's, it's like no one's, no one's coming checking on you every 10 minutes. No yeah. one's watching you. You can just have fun with it you know you can get to know the kids they're your class and they will be your class and you're their teacher and that's a big deal you know mm. like and kids kids love having a teacher you know kids <laughs> love getting a new teacher and seeing what's gonna happen and learning all about them so I think well, yeah you gotta you gotta thrive on that I think you know I think you also need to go in with the right attitude so you need to go in with the attitude that you want to get involved in um, different elements of school life mm. so like there's obviously like the there's the admin side and there's the teaching side of teaching. But then there's also the community side of it. And I think, you know, when you go into a new school, I think it is important to get involved in different maybe after school activities or even like different societies that are going on. I was in a school um, a couple of years ago that they had a well-being committee, which I thought was so lovely. And yeah, I suppose just like getting involved in anything you can get involved in and making sure that like something that we talk about often is that teaching is a collaborative process. So, you know, as Hugh said, going to others for advice, but also providing advice and support is one of the best things you can do for your colleagues and for your admin and for the children, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, them as well. But yeah, no, I'd agree. And yeah, if you if you have things like if you're into sport or if you're into music or if you're into drama, like try and get involved with stuff. The other thing I try and do is I try to get, get to know as many of the kids' names in the whole school as you yeah, can, which good. is hard. But if you can, it's lovely because they love being said hello to. Another thing I'd say is if you have a chance, pop into another teacher's classroom and just 
say hi to the kids, you know, or, or ask mm-hmm. to look at work they've done or something like that because they love that, you know, and then they'll come up and say, oh, hi, Mr. O'Connor. And, That's and... why you're the favorite teacher at our school. Listen, it's, it's all tactical. <laughs> it's all strategic, you know. But yeah, look, we can offer so much about what we think, but we do also want to want to hear about specific questions, I suppose, that people have. And I think, Jane, you do have a question. Yeah, so um, we have a question from, um, from my Mindful Teacher account. And a lovely um, follower sent a message and just asked that, you know, it's her first job as an NQT. She has fifth class boys. I suppose her main question was if there's anything that she could be doing in the coming weeks to prepare... I suppose herself for the the change but also even just like maybe even just like what to expect and yeah I mean in terms of what is there an awful lot you can do to prepare I suppose broad answer no well I don't know if I necessarily agree with that <laughs> your broad answer is yes is it well no I think I think there's a lot you can do like you, you yeah. can do a lot to prepare yourself mentally yeah you know I suppose my thing is and it's something I found starting teaching and because I remember texting a friend of mine who's a teacher before my first day of teaching ever in third class and uh, I sort of said oh I've got these plans I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that oh well that's a whole and she yeah. was like you're not going to no, do any of that yeah. you know like you're putting the names on the copy books is going to take however long yeah my thing would be is one of the really exciting things is you're getting a whole new group of kids you don't know them and I think it's very difficult to plan like teaching yeah. mm-hmm. until you actually know the kids because and again, it's something about the fact that even though I've, I'm going to have the same age group three years in a row, you're not going to teach long division the same way three no. years in a row, you know, because no. it all depends on the kids. You're also not going to teach long division in your first couple of days. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I like my oh, maths. You might. You know? <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going to be teaching have, long division. In I have speaking of a long division when I was teaching sixth class the first year and I opened up the chapter in long division. I should say I was always very good at maths, really enjoyed maths. I hadn't a clue how to do it. I'd completely <laughs> forgotten. I was like, what? How does it... I had to go into the other teacher and ask her to show me how it works, you know? Oh, we've so all been there, Hugh. <laughs> don't worry about that, you know? And particularly going into fifth class, I mean, you know, if you've just been on a placement in second class, the maths is a big step no, up in fifth. No. And fifth is a big step up from fourth. That's yeah. one thing I would say is yeah. that be prepared, I suppose, that the kids are going to find the work more challenging than the yeah. will because I think third and fourth class kind of go together and fifth and sixth kind of go together yeah, absolutely. so definitely the the work steps up but um yeah. but it should be great I teach girls so I don't have a great I've never taught all boys I've taught I've taught mixed um, and I teach girls now but I would now I know you you're not um, a major planner I wouldn't be planning um a couple of days of activities However, I would have a list of things that, you know, I could do if there were spaces in the day. And fifth class boys, I'd be bringing them outside. Like, in theory, the first couple days or or, or weeks of school, if if we're lucky, often the weather is nice. So I'd be bringing them outside as much as possible. You could do drama games outside. You can do PE games outside, like collaborative games or even um, like uh, just games where they're getting to know each other because, you know, you might have boys who it's their first time they might have moved school so I would definitely if it was me I would have a bank of um of activities you can do um and even like Instagram is a great source of um ideas for something like that I would I would also be looking at Instagram for for just ideas in general of things that you can do like there are a lot of um or language games you can play in the first few days um, and yeah like you said there's a lot of organization that needs to be done in the first few days too but I suppose like in order to prepare for the first 
couple of days of school like I would also be taking time off you know I, I, I wouldn't be stressing in the classroom like as as we've said there's there, there there's only so much you can organize with your classroom and like one of the best things you can do to prepare is just enjoy your last few days off that just yeah 100 you know. because it's got the that first half term is the longest half term yeah of any term you know it's just <laughs> even no matter it doesn't matter how the dates fall august to halloween is long and it's busy and the kids haven't been in school for a couple of months you know so they're not going to be quite ready to just knuckle down to do loads of maths and English and Irish and all the different things so find fun ways to do them still do them but as Jane says try and find a game or something also yeah and some sort of name game or introduction thing two I truths didn't... and a lie is always two a good one a lie. as well except I always forget and tell three, oh, three I, truths I, I always end up yeah I do something similar where I just forget which one where, where I am and what yeah, I've said yeah we're great teachers very <laughs> professional but yeah look I mean the, the biggest thing I'd say is good luck but you'll be fine you know I mean Absolutely. you'll enjoy it and it's all about getting to know the kids but fifth class boys like I think you're going to have a great time like I I've subbed um in many different schools um and I loved boys schools like you'll have some crack in that classroom um oh, that being said it could be a very very quiet group of boys but regardless you know I think um I don't know. I just love the senior classes. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's where that's coming from. But no, I think I think you have a great time. And thank you so much for sending the question in. Um, and let us know how you get on. You know, absolutely. Send us a follow up. Let us know two weeks in if you've handed in your notice and said you're never gonna <laughs> talk to children again. You know, or more likely that you're yeah you're having a great time and you're a bit overwhelmed with stuff. But that's fine. Listen, the other thing I would say is, and I remember when I started my first year, there were two of us, as I said earlier, who started the same year. And we figured at Christmas, or just after Christmas, that first term, we were settling in. And, you know, we, again, I, I, I know I've already used the word collaboration, but talk to your peers. See what yeah. they're doing for the first few days. See if they, and you know what? Like, there's such a wealth of knowledge uh, within your colleagues. So find out what other people are doing and see, oh, my class would love this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, steal other people's steal ideas. Steal ideas. <laughs> all the time that's it's what teaching is though the best yeah, yeah of course it is don't reinvent the wheel there's no point that's you it, know yeah. that's a and god point. help us i remember oh doing a class assembly and like the first class assembly i ever did i put so much work into there's, it the first you'll never you you'll will never, never put forget that your first again. class assembly oh we did this enormous that's jigsaw another. we did this powerpoint we did a song we did a video we did all this yeah no class assemblies they're important they're great but don't make it more work than it should be. Sorry, here's another thing. Hopefully you've got some sort of handover from the teacher who had them before. So what I would say about that is that's useful in pieces. It also, the kids are going to be very different, you know? So you have the little information that you've got already and then you're ready to go, you know? Yeah, but, you know, again, like something that, you know, I think all teachers know and all teachers do, you're also starting the year with a blank slate. So, you know, everybody is going into, no matter even, I know it's your first time in this school, that everyone's in the same boat. Like everyone's starting the year with a new class, even if it, if, if they've been in that school 20 years, they're starting with a new class. And yeah, just, just you know, lean on your peers. Yeah, it's the best part of the job is that every year is different. Every class is different. But yeah, thanks for your question. And if anyone else has a question, send them in. If anyone has answers for questions that we read out on the show as well, please send in your answers as well. We might not have, you might be shouting while you're <laughs> listening to this, thinking, why aren't you talking about this? Why are you just bringing them outside to play games the whole time? That's the best. 
I love an outdoor best. classroom. Oh, like I, I. The kids do. But like people have said to me, other teachers have said to me, they're like, "Jeez, Jane, we saw you outside of their class again," and like it was very windy. And I was like, "Listen, I needed to bring them outside. We all needed to be outside. We took our art lesson. We took our maths outside because I just couldn't cope with them anymore. <laughs> Even reading, reading, read to them out outside. Like no matter how old they are." And even like fifth class boys, start a book, read to them, Everyone read to loves them outside. And adults, you listen to a podcast right now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but adults love being read to, and and obviously we're not reading, but um, but like you listen to audiobooks. Chances are, I bet you listen to an audiobook. Yeah. So let's children guess other love. things about our listeners. <laughs> so children love. They you do not age out of reading no. too. And you know what? I would start with them is I would read holes and I would start that in the first couple of weeks because I read holes last year to my fifth class girls and they loved it. Like there's a bit of violence in it. Mm. Uh, so Someone gets, um, is it Mr. Pendansky gets hit with a shovel mm. and oh my God, my girls loved it. So yeah, I, I remember reading holes when I was in primary school and it's actually aged very well and it's, yeah, there's, there's a book for you now. <laughs> it's nice to find a book that aged well, you know, this day and age. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. And if you have any questions, we'll hopefully have a couple more episodes out uh, dealing with the start of school because obviously it's a very busy time of year. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at That'll Teach You and get in touch with us there. You can also follow Jane on her teacher Instagram page, The Mindful Teacher, where they can get advice, resources, all sorts of things, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and loads of art lessons. I do love my art lessons. So if you're ever looking yeah. for art lessons, I, I post them all the time. I have stolen a lot of art lessons from Jane <laughs> because I am not good at teaching art. So there we go. You can also listen to Hugh at um, Legitimate Likes. And I'm on a couple of the episodes there too, talking mm. about school and dreams and mornings. Crucially, it's it's quite a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty silly. Basically, if you think if you've listened to me and you think, hmm, that sounds like a guy whose friends are funny. Then you should go and listen to Legitimate Lives. <laughs> uh, and we talk about all sorts of things. There's about 115 episodes, something like that out by now. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, silly and it's funny. But yeah, have a listen to Legitimate Likes. Follow us wherever you want to follow us. And please uh, give us a rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, because that actually does help. And tell other teachers to listen to it, because clearly this is how you should be preparing for school. <laughs> All the other stuff we said, Do nonsense. The, no, listen to our oh podcast. <laughs> Don't start a rival podcast. Listen to our podcast. That's the best preparation you can possibly have. Okay. All right. We'll see you Thank next you time. Guys. Bye. Okay, bye.